Nicholas and Matthew Jackson, as they now want to be referred to as, took shots at CM Punk on today's or last night's episode of AEW Dynamite as they move to a more serious side of themselves as EVPs. We're going to talk about the promo they cut backstage with Renee Paquette in just a minute. But what's up, people? My name's Mex, the WrestleMania, if you will. Back with another episode of Revolution Radio alongside my co-host NK. Yo, people, it's your boy NK, man. Yeah, man. I, I say I say this every week, man, but it's another eventful show, man. Another eventful show. There's a lot to talk about. Uh, yeah, man. I'm I'm enjoying Dynamite again, man. I'm enjoying it. It was a good show. It really, it really was. It was a really good show with um a lot of good action, um, progressing of storylines. Um, I I th- I think one thing dawned on me, which we'll, we'll talk about when we get to the, that point in the show. But um, what is it now? Three episodes into the new year, and I'll say, yeah, three relatively good shows that feel like AEW again. Yeah, yeah, yeah doing a lot of good stuff. Definitely, definitely. There's a lot to talk on, man. There's a lot to talk on. Yeah. Big up everyone that's watching live. Um, if you haven't already, please hit the like button. Subscribe if you're new here to Rest Things. And of course, if you um, want to catch Revolution Radio, just as the podcast version, you can get it um, on the audio feed. Search Rest Things in any of your podcast providers. You will find Revolution Radio there, the E and the weekly Rest Things podcast. So... Let's get into it. This show, you know, it had so much good stuff up and down the card, like we said. Um, and the show started off with Christian Cage versus Dustin Rhodes. This is for the TNT title. Dustin Rhodes that has never held a AEW title at this point, and he's obviously um, one of the originals. So um, I guess, you know, that's the kind of story that they were... Tell, telling throughout this um christian cage obviously had his his family by his side the patriarchy the faction um they were all there um really solid match i would say this this match was very fun um i think both men got all their kind of greatest hits in all, all the great moves and everything um and I think Dustin Rhodes provided a really good challenger um, to Christian Cage. In the end, we've got Christian Cage retaining the title, um, put him away with a kill switch. What was your thoughts on this opening match? Yeah, I thought it was a solid match. Um, I can't lie, when I first saw the Dynamite card, I was like, eh, I'm not really mm. fond of this match. And I'm, I'm not going to sit here and pretend it was like a barn burner, but it was a solid no. match. Um, wasn't Dustin supposed to retire last year? Was it? Okay. Yeah, was... okay. Yeah. Yes, I think you're... I think what happened was that Dustin maybe didn't say at the top of the year. I think he said he's got a year left. So okay. maybe it was like somewhere through the year where that was Fresh. said. So Fresh. yeah, Fresh. I think he's got more, maybe a bit more time to go. But oh. he, he's he's largely unharmful wrestles a good yeah. match when needed ready to to bleed which is always a tick in my book um so yeah, yeah i don't i don't mind dustin at all really like if he calls yeah. it a day what is he going to do anyway coach or something 
Yeah, I think probably like just be like a figure backstage and coach a lot of these young guys. He's kind of like, I mean, I think the Nightmare Factory's done anyways, but um, but he will kind of be that parental figure, that um, old elder statesman that you know all all companies need to be honest. And he's been there since day dot, and he's yeah. you know he's just somebody who's been around the business for like generation so you know it, it never hurts to have someone like dustin backstage and listen you know for a man of like for a man who's been around as as long as he has like he can still like go like really mm-hmm. go so like credit to him like like all credit to him because like this match this match was a solid affair a solid affair and he's had like really good matches in the past and and aw so yeah, Dust is one of those ones where when you look back and when you look back at his AW run, it's been like, hmm, right, solid. Yeah, yeah, it definitely has been solid. Do you remember that? What was that match he had in the pandemic? Like that hardcore match or something? Like, it was, I think it was a tag. Was it Brody? No, no, no. Was it Brody? Butcher and Blade in the match as well. Yes, yes. It was like a bunkhouse match. Bunkhouse match. It was a bunkhouse match, yeah. Yeah, he killed it in that match, and then I think he did yeah. have a good match against Brody Lee. Yeah, um, I think there was another match that I always remember. I think he made, he had a match with Dust um, Cody, obviously. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, yeah. The famous like blood, yeah, the um, the famous match where they both bled. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, he's yeah. he's done some solid work when called upon. To be honest, so yeah, no, and like you say, he's probably doing the backstage stuff already now. Anyway, yeah, in terms of coaching, yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's good. It's good to see. Um, Nick Wayne obviously got involved during this match, let's say before the finish, trying to support um, his father, his father figure, Christian Cage. Um, It came to a two count in the end when he tried rolling him over. But yeah, good um, opening match. Probably beat everyone's expectations in terms of um, coming into this match. Um, We move on swiftly to backstage. Swerve Strickland is with Renee Paquette and... Swerve again, he's letting his manifesto be known. He's coming for the AEW world title. He's gonna have eyes on the main event. Main event being Samoa Joe versus Hook. Doesn't care who's gonna come out as champion. He's basically saying he's got next up. Renee reminds him of the threat of Hangman Page. He's very um honest here and says that you know Hangman is like a hell of a competitor. Um, took him to his limits and stuff like that. But yeah, he'll put away Hangman if need be. Then he's not, not going to stand in his way per se. Um, so he can he can't beat Swerve. So yeah, Swerve's still just kind of um, marching his way up up the hill um, till he reaches the top of the mountain. What, what I took notice today of these sunken eyes that he's drawing on. It's <laughs> like it's like, okay. Like I, I noticed yeah. it. I noticed it last week, but I said, you know what? Maybe it's the lighting. These are creating shadows in his eyes. But then, obviously, in the last segment, like when the bright lights were on him, I said, oh, this is eyeliner. Yeah. Why? <laughs> like, uh, <sighs> I, I, it's, I, yeah, it's, it's a different look. Like, it's I don't know. Do, do I like it? Not particularly. No, I think it's a bit weird. But you know, because his character is isn't thing. even that. His character isn't even like that yeah. type. Like if Darby was to come out wearing eyeliner, fine. But you're not. You're not yeah. bloody Undertaker for you to be wearing eyeliner. Like you're. <laughs> I don't get it. This is it. And I, I, to be honest, I've said this for a long time. There is a complete, like what he, what comes out of his his mouth. Pause. In terms of his persona, is very cool. But 
from then how he kind of dresses character-wise to then when there was the mogul embassy or something yeah. which makes you think they're on some money thing but then the yeah. rest of the man don't look like they're part of that yeah. and then now like you're saying the makeup and I, like <clears throat> i can't remember what match it was like it was literally just like eyeliner like yesterday he had clearly drawn here on his like face like yeah. his eyes looked sunken so yeah I, I just don't really understand the connection it's like are you trying to be cool are you trying to be yeah. dark it's yeah it's it's a weird one because i think right now if you remove the eyeliner the look makes sense like mm. the the fur coat by it makes sense cool he's someone who's supremely confident in himself very showy very flashy fine but then the eyeliner is just like huh it's like mm. it's, it's, it's one of these things with swerve it's a minor concern now um but Obviously, when he when he if he is to win the title, which you all assume him to um do, it's gonna be one of these things where he needs to kind of like right now I feel like Swerve's got eighty percent of his character there, like eighty yeah. percent is fully realized. But then there's that twenty percent where it's like, uh, we don't know. Like, Maybe so still it, experimenting. Yeah, because even that aside from his aesthetics, we said sometimes is Swerve a cool guy or is he a super villain? Is he like what? And that's something that in a title reign, we saw, we saw it with MJF, for example. With When the spotlight is on you, you can get away with these things when, you know, you're not in every segment or your, your, your segment isn't the most important one on the show. But when you're opening and closing shows, closing pay-per-views, you know, your segment is what the company's built around. Mm. You've got to have everything in balance. You've got to have everything in check. And it's difficult. It's a massive responsibility. But little things like this may seem insignificant now. But when it comes to, like, you know, him eventually holding the title, if the character's not fully realised, this could, you know, potentially have a negative impact later on down the line. So these are things why it may seem nitpicky now. Because it's not just the eyeliner thing will swerve. It's like a few little things here and there where it's like, ah, you might need to tweak tweak this before, you know, the spotlight's all on you. And now yeah. all, all your all, everything about you is put under the microscope. That's what a championship brain does. You're under the microscope 24-7. Yeah. Yeah, that's exactly it. I mean, I've, I've famously critiqued nana and uh you know just what what does nana give swerve what what does he offer swerve and then all of a sudden the dance popped off yeah so i was left <laughs> with egg on my face in in that respect but even then i would then still argue like the dance is great and all like the fans love it i love it i love the song but it's like does what is happening in in the background while swerve is making an entrance equal what nana's doing like um, he's a, he's he's portraying a serious character and everything, and then you've just got he's like your jester in the back, kind of messing around, entertaining the crowd. I think Nana, I think Nana's role is kind of like the distraction, like for everyone. Like oh, people like even we've seen it in Swerve matches now, where like we saw it in the Hangman match, where people Nana's the dancing is so distracting where his opponents take their eye off Swerve and they start paying attention to Nana and it gives Swerve an advantage in the match. I've seen Nana be used as almost like a like a guinea pig. Like, okay, Pete, you're, you're, you're dancing cool. People will start paying attention to you and then in the middle of a match, they'll lose focus and then that's when I can gain an advantage. So Nana 
it's fine. It's the rest of the mo. It's the rest of the mogul where I'm like, hmm, because he doesn't really use them that much. Yeah. He uses yeah. Brian Cage here and there, and the rest of them like they look like a just off of like image alone. They look great, but they don't feel like a faction at all. At all. It just feels like and... Swerve and Nana and maybe yeah. Brian Cage here and there. He's wow. the heavy, even he's Brian the Cage. Yeah, even Brian Cage is here and there, but it's really just Swerve and Nana. Because I think Swerve and Nana as a duo, just seeing them on TV together, like it, it, it shouldn't work. Because you're right, when you break it down logically, like what is it? But it just works. It just adds to the thing. Because let's say Swerve is to win the title. What's the first thing everyone's doing? Yeah, yeah. So this I is it. Like... The whole crowd is just doing this <laughs> as soon as Swerve wins. So like, yeah. Yeah, it's a bit. It's a bit of a for me personally. It's a bit of a disconnect. Like I said, as much as I love it, it's just like where are we going in terms of the the overall package? But I guess there's still time. We can. We don't have to have all the the answers today. Um, and as for you know the the Mogul Embassy side of things, you know we'll get to their segment. But it can't come to dynamite. That man can't do anything right. Any other show in the entire world, they're world beaters. But when it comes to Dynamite, that man can't do nothing, nah, right? Nah. But, um, yeah, we'll get there. Also backstage, we had um, Chris Jericho. He was cutting a promo, basically saying that, you know, Battle of the Belts and talking through that. Did you see Battle of the Belts, by the way? Have you seen that match? Um, yeah, I saw the street fight. Yeah, it was really good. It was really good. Was a great match. Yeah, great match. Um, yeah, so he obviously said we didn't lose. We were cheated out by the Don Callis family who literally ripped it away from us, the, the championships, um, in regard to, you know, um, who was it that Sammy was going to jump on? Ricky Starks and um, yeah. Will Hobbs, Powerhouse Hobbs pulled Ricky Starks out of the way and Sammy Guevara just literally fell like a sack of potatoes and then got pinned. So... Jericho wants um, Don Callis' family. Matt Seidel comes out of nowhere. And Matt Seidel was like, look, you need to look within yourself. I'm saying all this motivational stuff. You need to face someone that's beaten you before, um, i.e. himself. They make some, you know, WWE reference to, you know, you're born to do it and all of this kind of stuff to his previous character, Evan Bourne. And then they um, ha are going to have this match on Rampage. So... Yeah, I think motivation to kind of get to this match is a bit weird with Matt Seidel. I think they, they Jericho got a positive reaction, or at least not an, a super negative one, I would say. I didn't hear any crowd booing or anything, and it looks like they're at least still trying to keep him off the main show, keeping him yeah. backstage, letting him wrestle on Rampage. I know even yeah, Collision, yeah. Rampage. Like, yeah, they put him yeah. on Battle in the Belts and Rampage, like. Yeah, like they're, they're yeah. like, okay, like we're not gonna take you off TV entirely, but you know, yeah, not he has on to our do his time. Control. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, he's in, he's in. Um, yeah. what's that place that they say that you go before heaven? Purgatory. Purgatory. <laughs> he's in purgatory yeah, right now. So um, yeah, he's just I guess getting by fighting people like Matt Seidel, which is um, very very random. Um. Cool. Next on the show, we had a tag match: Trent Beretta and Orange Cassidy versus Commander and Penta L Zero. Um, Ray Phoenix came out for this as well. Um, I, I, some for some reason, I thought because the whole faction was out, I thought is Pack returning. Yeah, I don't know. Had a weird inkling that Pack was going to return here. It never happened. But um, and it was weird when they said that this is the first time Trent Beretta and Orange Cassidy have ever tagged. Yeah, because they've done like multi mans at like, trios, but I guess this is the first time they've probably like tagged. 
Because yeah. they've done, I know they've been in like multi bare multi mans together, but yeah, this that's a weird one though. Because I feel like I've seen them tag with each other all the time, but apparently not. It's one of those things. Yeah, that's how I felt. Yeah, um, but yeah, these lot put on a, a really decent match, fast paced. Um, you know, Orange Cassidy and Trent Barretta keeping up with the Luchadors, which was which was fun, and there was some high flying stuff in there as well. Um, you saw Cassidy Cassidy get the the win um, with um, no, did he? Trembrell. He landed an orange. Yeah, yeah. Trembrell got the win. Yeah. Orange Cassidy put away Commander with the orange punch, um, and then yeah, Trent Trent finished it. Um, following this match is where things got interesting. So the undisputed kingdom. Um, come out. I, I even like the way they kind of blended Orange Cassidy's music um, with Undisputed Kingdoms. And Roderick Strong gets into the ring and he's basically saying that he wants his match with Orange Cassidy, this to any other, just a lot of. Um, and, and this is, I guess, where you see in some degrees Orange um, Roderick Strong's not a great promo. Because yeah. it got it sounded a bit rambly, like okay, we yeah. know what you're getting to, sort of thing, but like yeah. it wasn't engaging enough to kind of talk for that long. Yeah. Um, Orange Cassidy, in the end, just done what Orange Cassidy's been doing. He just said, Look, if you want to have a title match, cool, let's do it right now. Like Roderick Strong fainted like he was gonna do it, backed off his top and everything like that, and then said, No, if he's gonna do it, it's gonna be on the big stage, it's gonna be at the pay-per-view um revolution, Roderick Strong versus Orange Cassidy for the international title. And I think that's more or less set in stone now. Yeah. The one line that hit me like a ton of bricks when he said it is so we're going to have this match in six weeks and you're going to know for six weeks I'm going to beat you basically I'm going to become the next champion you've got to kind of live with that for six weeks he said something to that effect now I I, I liked it in some aspects of like him being like a like I'm I'm gun, gun, just like this ghost over you like no matter what you do over the next six weeks you're going to meet me at revolution and you're going to lose. And it's like, you, you've got that to think about. So I like the line yeah. in that aspect, but six weeks to this match and they've like announced it now. And it's like, they've really started building it maybe about two to three weeks ago. Yeah. How, how do we get here? Not, you know, without it being too painful. Six weeks is a long, like, I feel like they've been, building since like world's end have been building pay-per-view super early mm. which is fine because we have a sense of direction but it's like yeah i don't know i wouldn't have dra- like i would have announced this like at least two weeks later like i would have announced this like i would have had just roderick strong picking up wins and maybe have them like i would have maybe had this segment but not announced their match maybe be like i've spoken to tony khan he says i'm gonna get a title match soon and then just yeah, because six weeks is a long time, and I don't know what orange unless orange keeps defending the belt in between that time. But I don't know. I don't know what I don't know how you because like I said, Roderick's not a great talker. Orange Casty's not known for his talking. So how else are we gonna sell this match? This is that's that this, problem, is, like, this is what dawned upon me as the minute he the said problem. that. It's like you can't Unless you get creative and then you could do this in the sense where, but again, this can only last like maybe two weeks where you have like um, un, um, Undisputed Kingdom versus Best Friends in that a series of like multi-man matches. 
like a trio's match, but that will only last you like maybe like two weeks. You can only do that for like that two weeks max. Yeah, I don't know what they're gonna do. Um, I'm really excited for the match. Like, this is the match I won. Um, I hope I'm still excited in six weeks' time. Is my issue. Um, I don't, I don't, yeah, I, I, I don't know how they stretch this out. Um, yeah, because the match is all but announced. All we need is the graphic. Like it's all but announced. So unless we, unless uh, I'm thinking, unless you have like Roderick Strong run through best friends, like maybe run he like he does, um, Chuck Taylor next week, um, Trent Beretta the week after that. No, Dan Housen the week after that. Then Trent Beretta is kind of like the final one before you get to Cassidy. There's ways you've obviously you've outlined. Way to stretch it in it. Like, just, yeah, yeah. You, you've outlined some some good ways that they, I'm sure they're gonna call upon and use. Um, I I just felt okay, and I, as well, I'll tell you what's also playing in my mind. So, to anyone that doesn't know, we have got a Discord that comes along with our YouTube channel membership. So you can sign up to be a YouTube channel member. You can join our Discord and talk wrestling with us. Someone said last week in the Discord, I won't um, put out their their name just in case it doesn't work out for them. Um, they said that they're tired of United Kingdom already. We all, everyone on the Discord jumped on them, said that, I beg, rest. It's been two weeks. It's literally been two weeks. Like, you can't be tired of them already. Huh? Tired of what? They haven't, nothing for woken up. <laughs> nothing, yeah, nothing had really started. But I guess, I, 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 that was off the back of that Daily's Place promo, if you remember that they cut last week, um, being probably quite similar to the initial promo of when they showed up at the top of the year um, in regards to their, you know, what they want to achieve as a group and all this kind of stuff, just without the MJF stuff. It, it was quite similar. But I still didn't think that's grounds to say you're tired of them already. Anyway, getting into this week, I looked at this. They said, you know, Roderick Strong said the six weeks thing until the match. And I just thought, now, we're really going to see now how much these lot can do or manage without Adam Cole. Yeah. Like, this this, this Adam Cole injury, especially over this six-week period, we're going to see how much this is, this is a true hindrance. And it was good to see him later on the show where he had a segment, we'll talk about that shortly. But... So he's still like in and around it all, but yeah, I, I just feel like this, this is traditionally the part where everyone, the you know, the part of the year where everyone talks about just, oh, well, we need to get to revolution. Like it's a bit of a painful weight or the gap is too big, whatever it may be. So, you know, we're trying to establish a new faction here, which are all kind of established guys and know each other and stuff like that. Anyway, they've got the chemistry, so it shouldn't be too hard, but I feel like this could possibly be a very testing time for United uh, Undisputed Kingdom and them getting getting completely over with the crowd compared to if Adam Cole was here fighting fit and ready, if you see what I mean. Yeah. I think I think the build is that you raise a good point with the build, but I think once Roderick becomes um international champion, which he should, but you know, TK loves on Cassidy, so it's always like 50-50 there. But once I think once Roderick becomes champion, I think it's smooth sailing from there for Roderick at least because we've yeah. seen him with the North American title and it's like we've seen what they've done with the international title, mainly with Orange Cassidy. But it's like Roderick's more than 
good enough to have a similar reign to Cassidy, where it's just like, okay, yeah. throw him against the opponent. It's Roderick Strong. Like, <laughs> like he, he's got to let the boy do what he's he's the boy is Roderick Strong. So yeah. I I like, yeah, the build to the pay-per-view will be rough, but I don't see this as like um a thing where I'm gonna look at United um Undisputed Kingdom sideways. The people where I think the faction hinges on is Wardlow. I think Wardlow's the person where I'm like because I think everyone else. It's almost a guarantee they will do their job. Adam yeah. Cole will do his job. The Kingdom will do their job. It's not even to yeah. single him out, but like these guys are proven. We've seen it before. We've seen it in Ring of Honor, seen it in NXT. We've seen it across multiple promotions. These men are very capable of doing their job well. Wardlow's the one person where there's the question mark. So, um, yeah, being tired of them when they've literally only they they became a faction. Um, a December thirtieth, like, <laughs> like we're not even a month into them being a thing. Like, relax. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, people are always gonna have their opinions, but um, yeah. They, like I said, that they, they may the opinions may be helped if we don't see a, you know, something interesting over, especially the next six weeks, building to Roddy probably taking that title. But it's still early days. Um, we'll see how that goes. We next up we had a backstage segment again. Hangman Adam Page. Um he he's basically saying he wants the world title. Um it was brought to his attention, obviously, that he, he hasn't beaten Swerve. And he mentioned basically, well, Swerve's not the champion, and I don't need to beat Swerve to become champion. Um, so again, firmly kind of keeping his name in the conversation, keeping his name in the hat. Um, this was followed by an in-ring segment um honoring um jay briscoe um this was a i think a really really touching and really well done segment like i feel in the past <laughs> we've seen segments like cody announcing his his daughter's birth or whatever it was and it's just like uh, that's probably more cody than AEW and yeah. in the back <laughs> but yeah it is it's like what they haven't kind of done sentiment too well i would say this i thought was great had the family um ringside uh mark came out and he was emotional but he said you know that um he's basically doing this now in honor of his brother and everything he told the story of his his brother's daughter his niece that was in the car and um the doctor said that she would never walk again and literally just like turned to one side as she walked out the entrance way sort of thing which was really nice um so yeah, just and then they played a package. I think following that of um, Jay Briscoe, just you know doing what he did best in the ring, Ring of Honor, tag team champion, Ring of Honor champion, uh, footage of his family. Yeah, they done a really good job with this. What did you think? Yeah, yeah, no, it was an it was a heartfelt segment, man. It was a yeah, man. It's, it was just like it was bit of well, not bittersweet, but like it was just sad to see that you know, obviously we've lost Jay, but you know, it was good to see you know at least um, Jay's daughter safe. She's walking. She's healthy. And yeah, man, it was just ah uh, man, you know Jay Briscoe, man. I always think of like it's always it's always important to remember like the good memories you had with him, like in in the ring. But I just sometimes it's like I look at dynamite and i'm like oh, man i wish he was here man i wish he was here man because jay yeah. briscoe on this stage man just him as a promo like just the charisma that would be oozing off him but yeah man it was a hard watch i can't lie 
But like it was, it was, it was very impactful, man. It was very impactful. It, like I, I reminded me of like obviously like the the Brody Lee stuff. I remember the Brody Lee like. Mm. Um, uh, yeah, that was done well as well. Yeah, it was like oh, this is rough, but you know, you know, I'm, I'm, and big up to Mark Briscoe, man. He's been a pill. He's been he's shown unbelievable strength throughout all of this, man. Just you know, yeah, constantly been on TV, wrestling, yeah, man. Yeah, it's 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 funny because you grow up and then like this is all you know to some extent like yeah. from you know their backgrounds and stuff like that so it's it's this or what else sort of thing and of course the company have have done very well to keep him in a job and, and we've seen this happen in, in wrestling where you know something happens and everyone then ties together it's like all the stupidity goes to one side and everyone ties together to support so yeah it was really good and it's, it's unfortunate you really can't help but feel now when you see these packages like what if like, what yeah. if he was still here? Him and his brother doing stuff had graduated past. Like, even now, like, there's a, there's an element, I can't lie, there's an element of, like, annoyance in me that, you know, the stuff they did with FTR was, like, so Ring of Honor heavy. Yeah. <laughs> like, less so AEW heavy. Like... It, you could have done obviously the, the stuff can still be kind of seen on it's still a, a platform you see what i mean but like we can't have had these guys even available in the time when ring of honor had closed before aew yeah. had uh, you know acquired it and we never put these guys on tv earlier like yeah because like hindsight about, i guess yeah it's hindsight also it's like I remember it was the whole network stuff about they didn't want jay on tv for you know the of course comments yeah, yeah. that we made in the past and it's like and it, it kind of is sad because like there's the annoyance comes from me it's like oh, i took him to like pass away for now he's on tv now he's it's okay for these men to be on tv in it but regardless like you know he i'm just happy that they had that they had that year that they had at least before jay passed i think the briscoes are always a fixture amongst like people who like, watched Ring of Honor, watched Hardcore Wrestling, but I feel like the matches with FTR, like, blew them up even more um, yeah. in terms of uh, to people who aren't familiar with them. Um, and at least they got to have, like, that year in, like, the spotlight where it was like, oh, my God, Briscoe's match of the year, match of the year, FTR, like, Briscoe's and FTR are going crazy. So at least Jay, if there's one thing to take away, at least Jay got to experience that. And like yeah. during that period of time, people were clamoring. We want Jay on TV. We want we want Briscoe brothers on TV. So, yeah, yeah. No, like we say, very kind of good way, great way to honor him. It's crazy. It's been a year already um, since yeah. he passed. Um, but yeah, from one legendary tag team to another. Um, big up everyone watching live in the chat, commenting, big up Navy. Um, we have Matthew Watson here that commented before the stream even began, who actually cares about the young cucks. Okay, mate. And big up our guy in knowledge. He says, evening lads, just checking in to say that the young bucks are the greatest tag team I've ever seen. And we are about to witness another legendary run. So these guys are sitting down with the remarkable Renee Paquette, as she's known. They're still in there. They're white and black. They're gray, gray and black. Um, the moustache on Matthew Jackson is, is you know, thicker than ever, like really playing into it at this point. Um, straight off the bat of the beginning of the interview, Nick stops to correct Renee Paquette 
don't call us Matt and Nick. You know, we're executive vice presidents. Call us by our full names, Nicholas and Matthew Jackson. Uh, <laughs> I sat back in my chair. I was like, all right, let, let's go. Let's go. Let's see what this is all about. Um, and they spoke just about, I guess, the state of the company, the state of where the company has gone into. Um, basically, almost admitting it's, it's like they're very much the evps now and they want to be taken seriously as evps basically admitting that okay we we dropped the ball with the company somewhat you lot have called us out for it sort of thing um we started signing all these elder statesmen um they they discussed because i wrote this down at the time because i said i have to say this today um they referred to mr cm punk um, in the sense of calling him, we started to lean on yesterday's self-serving, superficial, cancerous superstars. I think the the words cancerous rang true with me because I think that's what Seth Rollins had been on record called CM Punk a cancer. Um, and then, of course, superstars is yeah. what WWE refer to their talent as. So I said, wow, that is, <laughs> that is CM Punk. Um they were very fast to kind of um, protect Sting, though, and say that, you know, Sting isn't one of them. Um, I loved when they said Sting is the model employee. Again, hinting on the, the EVP status that they have, that they're now looking at the employees. Um, but, yeah, you know, they were talking about why Sting is um, the last of a dying breed. So it's time to get rid of him as well. Um, very sarky. Like from the the way they were speaking, the way they want to be addressed, from the way that uh, Matt Jackson was here crossing his legs, addressing, um, I, I even felt like he was putting something like a little bass into his voice, the way yeah. he was replying to Renee. Yeah, and he said, um, he very said, sharp. He said, you have a job, you can thank us for that. <laughs> he said that, yeah. <laughs> and it, what did he also say? Oh, you, we started this company. You weren't here when we started and stuff like yeah. that. Um, it, it was absolutely brilliant. I've got so much time for this. And then he, he, they abruptly ended the, um, interview because he had an, an email that he had to answer. Um, brilliant. What did you think of this? I adored this. I think Hill Young Bucks are the best Bucks. And here's the thing. I know this is intentionally going to ruffle feathers. This is going to be like, why are these guys shooting? The Young Bucks have done, probably not to this extent, obviously, because the magnitude of Brawl Out, if you, look at, if you look at the entire Young Bucks' career, they've been self-referential. These guys have been absolute trolls, whether it was on the independence, mimicking DX and doing the chopping sign, whether it was, hey, you guys do too many super kicks. Cool, super kick party. These mm. men are intentional trolls. But what I love about this is that, now you've set up so many different feuds. I'm thinking of what one feud as soon as they said superstars, there's one tag team that came to mind that not a tag team yet. Edge and Christian. Edge and Christian. <laughs> they, they, <laughs> they, they, I thought of that immediately. And I'm like, yep. oh, you've got you could do so many. Heck, House of Black. You there are so many teams that fit. It's obviously yes, they are referring to CM Punk. But what I love is that they're not just doing a work shoot for the sake of being, hey, let's do a work shoot that's going nowhere. This 
because there's because even even if you look at it purely kayfabe wise, yeah, the come they are EVPs. The company's been under turmoil. Cool, they were they want to assume a serious role. Fine, that's what they've done. But now it's it's given people impetus to like boo them properly. Yeah, it's like like it's they are going to be heels because I think it came to a point in time where it was kind of hard to boo the Bucks because we love them so much. But now it's like nope. Especially now, you know, there's a added hatred to the Bucks because of brawl out, and some people still feel they're responsible for that. I just think this is what you do, man. You make lem- you make lemonade out of lemons, man, and it's gonna cause controversy. It's gonna get Twitter going, but that's what you want. Yeah. That's what you want. That's that. This is this is good press because at the end of the day, you're still feeding it back into the storyline, and now people are gonna be cheering for Sting even more. It's brilliant, man. It's brilliant. It's brilliant heel work, and I can't wait for this, man. I know they're gonna take the. I know they're gonna be spoofing so many um iconic WWE superstar moments. Oh, it's gonna be great, man. It's gonna be great. It is. Anthony Avalon in the chat says, "Yeah, and shoot Hadoukens. They are trying to be funny, and they aren't. I don't think they're trying to be funny. Like, obviously, there's an element of." like addressing things like you said but i don't think this is meant to be like a fu- a funny thing they, they are turning what's happened what people are discussing about the company into a real life story and it's almost like they're going to show they're going to use their evp muscle to overcome all of this stuff yeah i think it's funny in the sense of like oh my god this is this is hilarious and said that you're really taking this and making it into a storyline and they're funny because it's like okay we're we're clearly supposed to boo them but and i think it is hilarious i think it's absolutely hilarious that they i agree but i don't think it's i don't think it's meant to be like yeah i agree with you but i i think maybe he means like it's meant to be like ha ha funny like they're trying to make people laugh no yeah, I don't think that's the case. No. But yeah, sorry, go on. I think they are making people laugh, but it's not a thing of like where they're not Danhausen. Then they're like, yes, like it's, yeah. still, it's it's serious. Like, but it's funny because of how it's like one of those things where it's funny because of how seriously they're taking it. That's that's yeah. why that's what makes it funny. But yeah, and Afi says um, this new gimmick is about to be mad. Love it. Yeah, man, this is um, this is them almost returning to their roots of, like you said, trolling, stirring up the internet, riling people up, getting them mad. Um, I I hope when they, you like, I still think Sting's gonna get a really big send off, but I I hope they really collect. Yeah, I don't know whether they ruin it or they really put him down. So like, you know, blood. I always go to blood as my go-to, but yeah. like, literally, like, I I just want them to get booed out of the building before Sting gets that lovely send-off yeah. that he deserves. Um, yeah, because that is that is the catalyst. That is the number one catalyst. They said that he's a model employee, but ultimately he's an old man that needs to leave the company now. So, yeah. like, yeah, Dave acknowledged how great he is, but his time is up. And like you said, through this, there's the Hardys, which they may go back to the well and do that again. They've got Edge and Christian, and it's got so many tag teams. Hell, I would even say they're they with this gimmick. They're about to outshine the tag division again in terms of the, t- the yeah. Champions, like. <laughs> about literally, <laughs> is, but they could be right back in the tag division based on what Darby and Sting said. In, in terms of what? Yeah, 
Because remember, Darby is thinking that, well, it'll be a later segment. Darby is thinking that Vignette said they want to go for the tag team titles. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. So could they be champions before Revolution? By the time they get to... So, it could it be a thing of Darby and Sting, let's say, beat Ricky Starks and Big Bill. And then they go into Revolution as tag team champions. And then the Bucks beat them, retire them. They become tag team champions. And now, like, yep, yeah, we're champions. We're EVPs. We're out, like... <laughs> oh, you could do so much with this. That's so like, much, honestly. You could do so much with this. And Arby says they should abuse this EVP role in this new gimmick. I, yeah, I do I, think we're going to probably yeah, see that in, that in, in yeah, spells. They're going to abuse it. Yeah, yeah. No, it's 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 brilliant. And um, yeah, I'm looking forward to, to what comes of this. Um, back to the graps. We had the Ring of Honor six-man tag team titles. The Bull- Bullet Club Gold, who came out to a brand new theme, which I think people were saying online was made by Colt and Gunn. Already. Um, yeah, I I can't lie. I don't like it. I wanted, I wanted Switchblade. <laughs> I was like, where, where's the shing? Like, I was waiting yeah. for Jay White's music to hit. I, I thought it was, um, because you know, I think the show was sponsored by Suicide Squad. Yeah. So I was thinking, oh, maybe this is just uh, like a Suicide Squad sponsored match or something like that. Yeah. And that's why they're playing this music. Return Jay White's music, please. I, I, I don't really I, I think this that. is the team's music, but Jay White still keeps his original theme. In terms of a singles yeah. match, hopefully, I think it's probably, it's, I think it's probably it just a groups thing because yeah, the Bullet Club music, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, they took on Mogul Embassy, obviously from the Ring of Honor tag um, six man tag team champions. Um, uh, as I referred to earlier in the show, when it, they when these men come to Dynamite, they can't do anything right, and. Yeah, we saw an okay match between these guys. Um, Khan was left in the ring with Switchblade Jay Wright. A lot of kind of back and forth towards the finish there. Uh, Jay Wright eventually hit him with a Blade Runner and pinned him. And, oh, it was off the back of um, Anthony Bowens getting involved and and, and helping um, Bullet Club Gold, who obviously he's been pitching a joint kind of super faction towards. Um, yeah, Bullet Club Gold get the win here. They are new, the new Ring of Honor six-man tag team champions. On the ramp is the acclaimed, the AEW six-man tag team champions. Um, or tri- six-man, trios champions. Yeah, so I guess both of these factions that are kind of flirting with each other in regards to joining up um, are now their relative trios champions of two different shows, Ring of Honor and AEW. I don't know, is this... Does this help the cause of them linking up and doing something together? Is this maybe AEW trying to find a way to unify those titles? I don't know what I think with with this at all. All I know is I think Jay White is too far down the the card. I think this is the best option is to unify. Just unify the Mm. titles. Um, And then have it be a rotating championship with you. It can be defending on Ring of Honor, defending on here. Because I don't see the point of having two of them. Um, anyways. Um, yeah, Jay White is this is just something for Jay White to do. And um just uh, you know what it is? It's just like bruv, just Adam Cole come back so we can do Kingdom United United, um Undisputed Kingdom versus Bullet Club Gold. Just yeah. uh, I'm, I'm waiting for that because I think that's where they're headed to, anyways. Like one of the few factions gonna feud with them anyway, that's what they started with. This is just filler. Um, 
it's, it's, it's an accolade. It's, it's an accolade. Do you know what it is? It's an accolade for Colton and Austin because it's like, yeah, yeah, another, yeah. another championship. It's good for them. Um, and I honestly think, I think Juice being injured hurts because if this was Juice instead of like um, Jay White, no problem with this. Yeah, yeah, that's but, true. If it was juice, it was like okay, I got no problem with this, but it's because it's Jay, it's like ah, yeah, you should be doing something else. Don't know what, but you should be doing something else. Yeah, there's there's no way you sign Jay White to come make him a trio's champion within his first year on the job. Like, yeah, it, injury and this, that, and the other, and everything has kind of shagged him even from down to his AEW world title pro, um, program at the end, for back end of last year um injury obviously had a part to play in the in the wider story that was being told um so yeah i i, I don't even know like with this whole acclaimed stuff because like you said they're definitely probably heading towards undisputed kingdom versus bullet club gold and the acclaimed probably so they are gonna join up at one point it's just how long are we gonna milk it um before we get there i think they're trying six to set up six well, I think weeks. because we, uh, what looking at like a anarchy in the arena or they must be looking at like maybe even a blood and guts uh, that's not the feed for that that's yeah, not the feed for that what else is there Ah, that's not the feud for that. Oh, I mean, you might be right, but I'm looking at I've said you can't waste the anarchy in the and also hot take. I think they might scrap on. I think you can scrap anarchy in the arena. I don't think you need to do it every year. I think blood and guts you should do every year, but I don't think you can you mm. can scrap it because I don't see the necessity for it every year. Like I, I, I think I agree, yeah. but maybe I both. I don't. I don't think. I think again. You don't want to make it like trademark WWE Hell in a Cell, and all of a sudden we're putting matches in a Hell in a Cell. Like let yeah. the feud deserve Dictate the blood that, and guts. Yeah. yeah. So mm. yeah, I think both of them don't need to be permanent fixtures in the calendar. It's only if we're in you know the state of gang wars or whatever the case is where we can use it, where we need mm. to use it. Yeah. But yeah, um, we have new ring of one our um, six man champions. Um, this is where we then got Adam Cole. Adam Cole backstage, and he's hyping up Wardlow, and he's saying that Wardlow is basically untapped potential. He hasn't got his fair chance. That uh, Wardlow needs to win the world title and bring it back to Undisputed Kingdom. That was his words. Not that Wardlow needs to become the champion and hold the belt himself. Is that he needs to bring the title back to the Undisputed Kingdom? And Wardlow is there kind of um, smirking as well, not giving away too much. Like you said, Wardlow is the, I guess, the anomaly in this group. <clears throat> Just by fact that, you know, he probably doesn't have a strong relationship as these other men have with each other. Um, we all assume that he's the one that's going to get turned on, or kicked out of the group, whatever the case may be. And... Again, from the beginning, we've heard, you know, from when they joined, he needs to win the world title. We heard it last week at Daly's Place. We've heard it again here. What is the action we are taking? How is he getting to the world title? Because, you know, Samoa Joe is looking down the barrel of a hook, swerve, hangman. Shouldn't Wardlow be hanging around that picture with, like, be seen in those spaces if he's really challenging? Like, why are we 
yeah, just how are we going to get him from backstage segments and in the back of Adam Cole promos to the world title? What's the plan? I don't know, and I don't want it. <laughs> I'm so, so like, I don't even want it. I don't, I don't even see anything feasible because we're gonna get to some more. We're gonna get to some more, Joe. But it's like, cool, we're listing names. Okay, Hook, fair. Hook, Warlord's probably got more accolades than Hook. Maybe. Cool, that's fine. But when they would swerve Strickland and hang my page, and you wouldn't put Wardlow in the mix, and then, you know, you, ah, I, 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 I don't see it with Wardlow. I, I really don't. And AW, there's only one title. So, like, you've won everything else. You've won TNT, so you can't even backslide and do that. I don't know how they get him there. I don't even know how, even, let's say, even to justify Samojo versus Wardlow again. We saw that how many times for the TNT Championship. That's not a food I'm, wa- I'm I'm waking up for. If I'm being honest, just them two, I'm not invested. Maybe if you position like a Wardlow and a Swerve or Wardlow and a Hangman, if them two win the title, maybe. But the problem is, I don't see him being a credible contender, in my personal opinion. I see him honestly being like a dynamite main event. In terms of a championship match, I don't think you could like convince me. Hey, Wardlow versus one of the three champions here as a pay per view main event, and the people be satisfied. That's just the way it is at the moment, and I don't feasibly see a way they can build it, especially now. Him being put right next to Adam Cole, I think that's because now it's like, oh no, we're waiting for the real contender. Waiting yeah. for him. <laughs> like, you're sat next to the real contender. And the storyline is, yeah, hold the title till the real contender comes back. So, mm. I don't know. And AW don't do, like, they, they they won't do a thing where Wardlow wins a championship one night and then loses it the next night. They don't really tell that. And I don't think it would serve anything if they do that anyways. So, I don't know. I think they've kind of, I won't say they've shot themselves in the foot, but they've created an issue. In terms of you set the expectation of Wardlow doing something. Now, now it's to the point where if he doesn't do it, we're heading into Braun Strowman territory. We're heading into Braun Strowman territory where it's just like you're there, but you're 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 never there. You're, you're never gonna be that guy. Like we just we just leave. But then if he wins it, it's like imagine a world where Wardlow wins the title before Swerve. It just don't, it's ah, not gonna happen. It's not gonna happen. It's not make the world sense. title anyway. It don't make sense. So <laughs> I don't know what you do with Wardlow. And I like Wardlow. I think he's a talent, but it's just no, I just I don't foresee it. I just can't envision a scenario where it makes sense for me, which is a shame. I mean, I don't think there's anything to this at all. I think it's just part of the story they're telling with the Undisputed Kingdom. Um, The the issue is because you keep saying that I'm coming after the world title. Like, if they just left Wardlow there as the imposing figure or just said it in the first promo and let him do the little wink and stuff that he did and never have repeated it since last week or this week, I feel like it could have just faded away in it. Like, that could be the aspirations we have for Wardlow, but yeah, we're just going to let that be a passing statement almost. The fact you keep saying it on weekly TV, that's why I'm asking the question. Like, well, we know where the world champion is because three other people can find him. 
So what is Wardlow doing if he wants the world world title? Like, how is he going to go about getting it? Um, I think AEW have almost, <clears throat> I th- like I said, I'm saying this, but I don't believe it anyway, but they've almost jumped the gun. They had done some good rehabilitation work on Wardlow and getting us to half care about him again. They've put him inside the, a hot faction. Cool. But even TNT, because there's literally enough belts for him to be TNT champion again. I'm not saying I want it, but I'm just saying he didn't have to go, he's got to be the world champion. But like I had booked from the beginning, like I had fantasy booked, like he's going to get a chance, maybe not at Joel, maybe at whoever the champion is going to be after Joel. He will get a chance, a title match, and I think he loses, and I think he's kicked out the group from there. That's what I've, I've honestly thought is going to happen from day one. Maybe kicked out by Kyle O'Reilly. Or yeah. maybe they will rush him or kick him out and then Kyle O'Reilly replaces him, one or the other. And that's what I've always thought is going to happen. I still think that's going to happen. So, yeah, it's just a bit of kind of, I guess, a gap in logic. Like I say, if you want the world title shot, then we we, we know where to find the world champion. So why aren't you doing it? You could do this, but again, this is dependent on Adam Cole. Depending on when Adam Cole comes back, you could do a scenario. You could tell almost like you could tell a story where, let's say, um, Adam Cole is back, and now we're in a scenario where they do like a number one contendership match, but um, or a number one contendership tournament or something where Adam Cole falls short, but then Wardlow wins, and Wardlow gets the opportunity. And then he may have like I don't know someone like a swerve dead to rights, and then they cheat him out of the win. So you could do something like that where it's like, oh, I would have been champion if it wasn't for you, man. And then, but then the problem is that has to divert into a completely different storyline with like Wardlow versus Undisputed Kingdom when you know MJF is pending. So, yeah. yeah, that's the problem. It's like, yeah. And this is the thing. The way it ended with MJF, you could have said, oh, then MJF returns and he links up with Wardlow again as his heavy. But the way things ended between them, I don't think there's space for that either. So it's no. like Wardlow just, you know, falls into obscurity from there. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's it's, it's a tough one. It's, 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 a, it's a tough one, man. Mm. Yeah. It's, it's, I don't know, man. I don't know. It's interesting. We'll we'll see. We'll see if he he comes around or ever finds and bumps into Samoa Joe backstage and actually lays claim to wanting to be world champion. Um, because yeah, like I say, Samoa Joe is not hard to find. Um, the next match we had on the show was Diana Perazzo making her dynamite debut, I believe, um, up against Anna Jay, who um, recently she won on last week's dynamite. She had a TBS title match on collision i think on the weekend um was unsuccessful um against um what's her face now I've forgotten her name tbs champion oh julia hart julia hart that's it um so yeah anna j being given some consistent tv time somewhat at the match with diana Perazzo had tony storm on commentary he was very very funny throughout this um but you know, I guess there wasn't much of a match here. There was a commercial somewhere within the match. And um, it was more or less just a showcase for Diana Perrazzo in front of Tony Storm, who she's obviously laying out a challenge to. Um, she got the win with like a 
double armbar kind of move, which is kind of cool. Um, and a J giving up or tapping out. Um, after this, there was a war of words between Diana Perazzo and um, Tony Storm. Um, Perazzo stood her ground. Tony Storm again. She's making very funny comments refer- referring to virtuoso as a, a disease that she used to have or something like that she'd caught in the past Perazzo made reference to knowing tony storm and i know the real you and this that and the other tony storm said like don't watch me basically and threatened to sock her in her box <laughs> which was mad i don't know if renee and um renee was genuinely laughing um her and diana Perazzo at that line um, Diana Peraza also referred to her as the best technical wrestler in the women's division, which I thought was going to bring out Serena Deeb, mm-hmm. um, but didn't. And um, yeah, Tony Storm, or oh, was it Mariah May? One of them was throwing the shoes at Diana Peraza, um, made their way around um, ringside area. So yeah, the first interaction, I guess, Diana Peraza and Tony Storm, I think is fairly obvious. We're probably heading towards these two facing off at Revolution with maybe a Diana Peraza and Mariah May match somewhere in between. Um, yeah, what did you think of this match and segment? I thought the match was fine. Um, like I said, it was kind of um, the commercial commercial break kind of that took me out of the match. But um, I can't lie, Tony Storm's segment was hilarious. Oh my God, she's she's hilarious like <laughs> um just even her, so well like just just even her um like sitting on um, like luther's like um like shoulders and then shoulders. kind of probably through there and i was yeah man i i love tony storm i i i love like the i love the gimmick it looks hilarious um harvest yana obviously um good matches up for the pay-per-view um Obviously, like with Diana Peraza being in a division, and there's a lot of talk about, you know, the, can the division be fixed? And that remains to be seen in it. Like this is that remains to be seen. Um, I'm I'm interested in this. Again, they've they're building a lot of things early, which is it's weird because I think the my main criticism of last year was like we were getting one week builds. And now mm. it's like this, like towards the end of the year, we're getting no four, six week builds, and I'm like can we just do like a good four, a, a good month? For can good we meet in the middle? You meet in the middle because it's like, it's a lot. But at least with this one, you've got other elements. You've got Mariah May in the picture, which I'm sure we're going to like have a Diana Paraz or Mariah May match. Um, yeah, I'm very interested. Um, obviously, like every week, you know, I think it's going to be a ticking time bomb every week where Mercedes this, Mercedes that, Mercedes this. I think we don't get anything until Revolution at this point. Yeah, um, likewise. I don't think it happens on TV. If it does happen, I mean, we'll know by next week whether she's in WWE or not. You know what I'm saying? If nothing happens next week at the Rumble, then I think we're pretty locked in for like AEW. Um, who now they've got Diana Perazzo, they've got Tony Storm. I wonder who like the prominent fixtures of the division will be. Um, obviously, you think Tony Storm's a champ. Like, where do they put Diana Perazzo? Is my question because we say, oh, she should be in the main event picture, but they could easily like put her in the TBS picture. Yeah, based on just what they've done with previous booking before, I I doubt they will do that. But you know, anything's possible. Um, and my thing is, my only I would say it's an issue, but 
my my one thing that I'm hesitant about is when you insert someone straight into the main event scene, when they lose, what do you do afterwards? It's like, if you're not going to switch the title, which I don't think you should, because Tony Storm's doing great work. Correct. What do you do afterwards? That's yeah. the only like thing where I'm like, ah, cool. You've established Diana Perazzo and put her in the main event scene. That's the right thing to do. But then she's ultimately going to lose the title, lose lose the match. So who do you have in place? And then this is the kind of thing about setting up a division. You haven't... Right now, it's only Tony Storm in that upper yeah. echelon. Yeah. I think in the TBS division, they've done a good job of like establishing that scene. There's a TBS scene. But with the women, it's like Tony Storm and whoever's the challenger for that, for that week or pay-per-view. Even so, Riho. Riho's disappeared from TV now. Yeah. So there's no one around. And it's like, I, I, I think Brit's injured, but still, there's no one around Tony's level. It's like Tony and then challengers. There's yeah. no. Yeah. So I, 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 with Diana, like, my one thing is like, okay, off post revolution, what do we do? And then that's maybe because I heard the rumors of if Mercedes was to join there would be the Mercedes storyline and to the rumours were like Mercedes would get her own dedicated just like storyline. The Mercedes I mean, and then the B plot. Because that's kind of what happened with Brit. But that's that's what we that's what we thought would happen with Brit. I would argue that it didn't really. So when 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 Brit who 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 beat Brit for the title? Thunder Rosa, right? Yeah. And Thunder Rosa didn't last long because she then got injured. Yeah. And then Tony Storm was in the scene yeah. from there. And then Brit, and then Jamie Hayter won it, sorry. Yeah. 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 And then obviously Brit was attached to Jamie Hayter. So Brit was by default in and around the title. Yeah. I was so... referencing before she won the title. So before Brit won the title, I remember like the random fuse with like Big Swole. And all of these girls okay, that were just yeah, away yeah. from the title picture. Yeah, post mm. post Brit winning the title, they kind of forgot about that. But I remember in the build up to Brit winning the title, it was kind of like she was having her own feuds here and there. Yeah, and then she won the title. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think it's definitely one of them ones at this point with the women's division. Seeing is believing. Yeah, like the even the temptation to not to just not make Mercedes. What's after they after they have um revolution? What's next? Double or nothing? Yeah, double or nothing. She probably she probably becomes champion then. Mm. <laughs> like she probably becomes champion. So it's like yeah. now it's Tony we, we're been champion for a while by then. Yeah, and if anything, yeah. it's the Tony Storm character that can carry without a championship. Yeah. Uh, um, so, yeah, with, with the women's division, with talent coming in, seeing is believing, believing. Like you said, with Diana Perazzo, she's not going to win at Revolution, neither do I think she's going to win uh, or deserves to win unless something crazy happens over the next six weeks. Um, Serena Deeb is there. She's made the comment of best technical women's wrestler. So, yeah, that's you true. know, that could be a, a little program, you know, that they do post-revolution between Serena Deem and Diana Perrazzo. Um Yeah, I don't know. That's kind of it, isn't it? There isn't really much else. 
Athena, we keep saying this. She's the answer. Athena is the rise her up, man. I'm just rise her up. Find I don't know when's the next ring of honor big pay per view. Have her lose it's time. Super card of honor, which will be like WrestleMania weekend times. Ah, April, yeah, we got a long way to go. Um, I think I think with Athena and why my face dropped is because I'm half scared if she is put on this show, the the allowance to basically run the show, do Athena as she has yeah. been doing, will reduce. And we all of a sudden won't be talking about Athena because Dynamite is clearly a tighter ship um, in terms of how it's then run than any anything else in that company. So I, I fear, I fear more than anything that will bring her up and she'll land exactly back to where she was when she was yeah. here. Yeah, but I also see it as a thing where let's say they for some inexplicable reason they don't push mercedes to the title the way tone the way tony storm's running that division it's her division like she gets the most segments i could easily see because athena's essentially doing the same thing as tony in different gimmicks obviously but in terms of like okay the show's all about me i could easily see athena slotting in and being like okay but this is the athena show now the show can't be about both of them. Yeah, no, that's yeah, true. It's Tony would have to lose the title. Tony would have to lose the yeah. title. Yeah, yeah. Don't get me wrong. Should we like if everything you're saying. Should we know at this point she would be a fantastic addition to this women's division. Help flesh out that that main event scene of the women's division. It's well deserved. On top of anything else, you know, anyone that doubted her at one point, we all doubted that she still had the minerals. Um, asked about her character and everything like that. She's shut everyone up, and she's put in on a, a terrific show over the last year. I, I'm, I'm just really thinking. Well, it's easy for these guys to come in and you know be the shiny new toys and get her at least six months in the sun. Um, yeah. Athena's been there already. She's kind of moved down to Ring of One R. She's worked her way. You know, we all love her. What's Tony's perception of her? Will he give her that big opportunity back on um, the main show on Dynamites and stuff? So, yeah, it's just more of a fear of her falling into the shuffle of things as opposed to being treated as a main eventer. I've just had an idea. I think if Athena comes back, I could easily see them putting her in the TBS picture. See, <laughs> yeah, that's correct. Yeah, you're bang on. I could yeah. easily see that TBS champion Athena goes on a cast where she was before. TBS yeah. picture with Jade. Losing TBS to Jade. Champion. Yeah. Long, like, they might do like longest reigning TBS champion of all time. The Eclipse's Jade's record, which yeah. will be, uh, which is, she's above that now, isn't it? <laughs> exactly. There's, she can go exactly back it. to it. Like, I don't mind her going like back to it, like at some point in time. But like you've graduated, yeah. didn't it? Yeah, this is exactly it. Yeah, it's it's a difficult one. Like like we've been saying, the talent, all the all the pieces are there. It's just how do we make this division be a well oiled machine as well as the men's division? Um, that's still to be told. We had another match. Um, a tag team match, Top Flight versus Private Party, and my God, this was the most we're back, AEW is back kind of match that we've had, like, in the last three weeks of us saying that the show is back, like, these are obviously two, like, the whole show 
you know, AEW was meant to be kind of built off the success of tag teams and tag team wrestling really getting a, a push in the mainstream, which it doesn't usually get, you know, um, private party are OGs, day ones, you know, they've, they've been uh-huh. there, obviously they've had their, their injuries, especially Mark Quinn, like never fit never ready to go they're coming back this is the first time they said that private party have tagged in a match in 13 months which is crazy um top flight have had their injuries with um, dante being off and darius dante like it's 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 been horrible for both of these guys but um yeah these young men went at it they had a really good match there was respect for each other's offense um in regards to the high flying style and all of that kind of stuff um and for the finish, we saw Mark Quinn, he rolled up um, Darius and just around the two count, he grabs the middle rope for leverage um, to pin um, Darius Martin. These guys kind of after the match like, oh, what did you do that for? This, that and the other, you cheated. Private Party played dumb. Private Party have always had, I remember they've done something like this before, like early doors. They've always had these kind of heel tendencies, yeah. but they don't come across as heels. They just, I guess, do what they need to do to get the win. Yeah. Um, but on top of everything, I think this was just super refreshing to just see almost like it feels like new blood within the division. Yeah. Um, returning guys, everyone kind of firing, ready to go. And like I said, this, this is what helps to bring that feeling back of AEW. What did you think of this? I'm going to be a little nitpicky. But Mark Quinn, seeing Mark Quinn back was great. Seeing Pride Power back was great. But I could tell the ring rust was there. The ring mm. rust was there. There was a few spots where he looked slower in the ring. Um, and there was a few spots where the sequences weren't sequencing on his on his end. Because I felt like Isaiah Cassidy had a lot more chemistry with like um, Darius and Dante. But when Mark yeah. Quinn got involved, even the finish was a bit sloppy. Um, yeah. So there were moments in the match where I was like, I don't think you're quite 100% yet. But there was the makings of a good match in there. And I feel like these two, like once like Mark, once Mark is like back to his usual self, hope, hopefully um, these two teams can cook because there were some sequences where I was like, yeah. And just like I said, just seeing these two yet yeah, homegrown teams, like this is mm-hmm. what AEW is about. Um, and just seeing them come out and like get, I'm like, yeah, this is, yeah, this is a match that I can only get on Dynamite. And I just, I, I want to see these two teams grow. I want to see these two teams do big things. And like, now we're here. What the hell was that Matt Hardy, um, private party pipe pairing? What, 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 what the hell was that? That did nothing. Like, that, that stalled them. For so long, like Grant, I know Mark was injured, but even the original pairing itself, because it was Mark and Isaiah and um Matt Hardy. What knowledge yeah. did Matt Hardy impart onto these man? Like, like what? I mean, we can't be too harsh. We might it might be something we still see them develop and put into action. After all, he's been spending a lot of time with them, but where's been the action? There's been no action because they've been injured, isn't it? So yeah. we could start seeing some new things around chemistry. We could start seeing some things around their own development of um their psychology within the ring. 
it's only going to take an interview for them to come out and then, you know, heap praise on Matt Hardy and say, oh, my whole career is because of Matt Hardy. And then that's that's the justification, isn't it? But it's it's one of them ones that I guess with time we'll, we'll see. Um, yeah, I, I agree with, like you were saying, about the ring rust there. I, I actually have always thought of the two, Mark Quinn's the better wrestler. Like, I, I think he's... I know Isaiah Cassidy is the more out there and noisy one. Yeah. I think Mark Quinn is... Like the breakout guy, but I don't think Isaiah Cassidy is like Janae. He'll he'll be good on yeah. his own as well. Yeah, I think yeah. Mark Quinn, I remember he used to have like the the um, shooting star. He had like the bigger spots, which is why mm. in this match when I was like, wait, since when is Isaiah better than Mark? Because Isaiah's yeah, better than Mark in this match. Felt it. Yeah, I was yeah, like, yeah. when is this the case? <laughs> yeah, yeah, that, that's yeah. that's why I noticed it. I was like, huh. Isaiah's really like the one holding. Um, and obviously, I noticed. He came out in a t-shirt, and when the mm. wrestlers come out in a t-shirt, it's a sign that you know they're not quite there yet. They're not all there yet. Yeah. 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 Um, cool. So that was that match. Like we're saying, good to see these guys back. Um, we had a video package of Sting and Darby. So yeah, you were referring to this earlier. I actually walked out of the room and forgot to pause. <laughs> so I, I didn't see this. What what happened in this video package? So um, it was just basically um, Sting and Darby running down through their whole career um, in AW. You know, Sting refers to Darby as, oh, you're the greatest tag team partner I've ever had. And they basically said, like, at the end of this, we are going to become tag team champions. And they showed, you know, Ricky Starks and Big Bill. So they've issued, you know, they've they've set their sights on the AEW Tag Team Championship. Okay. Which is interesting, which is interesting because obviously now we've only got a month. We've only got, in fact, we've got a lot. We've got six weeks until Revolution. Yeah. What do you do? I've seen some people say maybe they win the titles at Revolution and just like retire as champions. And then, but I don't get that. Um, so I think what you said initially yeah. probably sounds on the cards then, if that's the case, they yeah. probably beat them as tag team champions somewhere along the line, maybe in the next three weeks. And then we build, use the other three weeks to build towards Young Bucks versus Stinger and Derby for the tag team championships at Revolution. And maybe the yeah. Young Bucks beat them for it. Yeah, because I think you establish stakes that way because I don't see a thing where, I think Sting and Derby winning the tag team titles for like accolades purposes it's like, yeah, fine, like, fine, you can do it. But then I yeah. think it also, if you're going to lean into the Bucks versus Sting and Derby, it just adds on top of, like, the heat the Bucks are going to get. Because as soon, if the Bucks win that revolution, the EVPs put themselves to the top. This is that. It's the heat <laughs> online. Give me the heat. The heat <laughs> online is just undeniable. And I feel yeah. like it's an opportunity too good to pass up on. Um, and it gets the and then it gets the titles away from Bill and Starks, which have been a solid team. But let's be real, this is it's been a far cry for what we expect from the tag team division. And yeah. it's like like we've said, if we're you know getting Isaiah Cassidy back in the fold, um private party back in the fold, getting the top flights back in the fold, who better than the guys that put them on? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Literally. So, yeah. And I think that that kind of realigns the division again. Um, yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I'm, think yeah I'm not against it. I'm not against it. And I'm, I think it's more than justified. I think they said Derby and um, Sting have got like a 26-0 and 0 record as a tag team. Yeah, I think they're undefeated so, as a tag team, yeah. 
yeah, so they don't should have had a tag team title yeah. match already. Like, yeah. so um, yeah, it's 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 more than justified. So yeah, we'll see if they go down that that route. Cool. So we are now at the main event. Um, big up everyone that's watching live again. Hit the like button if you haven't. Subscribe to the channel. Um, and let's talk about this main event, man. This felt <laughs> it felt big. <laughs> like this, I did, I didn't ever think, yeah, that I would I would be so. Um, like I won't lie, there's no part of me, not not one fiber of my being, thought Hook was winning today. No. But the like they presented it in a very oh. kind of big match way. Um, obviously, Hook came down. Everyone loves his steam, and you know him and his nonchalant ways came into the ring. He does his little pose in the corner. Samoa Joe's music hit. People are cheering on Joe. Hook didn't move. Hook didn't turn around. He didn't care who he was about to fight. Um, Joe came in. Joe was like seething when they announced his name. Like, he was like seething, almost like whether it's the I can't wait to get my hands on you or the disrespect because you're not kind of acknowledging me in the ring with you. Just he, Hook didn't care at all. Um, bell goals and and that's it. This was this was a sprint of just absolute chaos. And what I liked, like this wasn't like it wasn't competitive. In the in the sense of going back and forth, but like Hook got what he needed to in, like yeah. in flurries basically. Before then, the beatdown kind of continued of Samoa Joe getting getting the best of him and stuff. Um, when they done the the spots on the outside, I think there was a was it Urinagi on the, the, on the table, announce table, yeah, on the announce table. I sat back in my chair and I said, right, there's no way now that Taz isn't going to sell that this is his kid getting beaten up. Yeah. So let's see, let's see what happens. And I, I didn't know like how I wanted it to go. Like I would say, I guess the WWE fan in me of how I've seen it, you would get something like the announcer Taz throwing off his headgear, running down to like um, hook side and kind of trying to protect him or try to tell Joe, you know, whatever. And a bit more dramatics of hook saying, don't worry, I'll, I'll do, I'll handle my job. The AEW way of doing it, which I thought was absolutely fine. They acknowledged that, you know, oh, Taz, this might be hard for you to watch. Taz took off his headset and it was just a silence sort of thing. Like, at no point does Taz refer to Hook as my son. He's Hook. <laughs> like, and I think I like that almost kind of keeping him, you know, up there. Because by the time you start calling someone son, 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 it might water down how we perceive yeah. the person, if you yeah. see what I mean. Um, yeah, so I really think that involvement, or I guess a lack of involvement, if you like, was really cool. Um, match continues. We get to the point that has got some areas of the internet riled up. Um, Hook is in the muscle buster, gets hit with this muscle buster, which is, you know, somewhat one of the most revered moves that we have nowadays. Muscle buster been banned in certain promotions and Hook kicked out at one. And the crowd went ballistic. <laughs> Everyone's like, what the hell? Um, he could then continued. I think there was like a chain of um, lariats that he got in. Um, he had the, the T-bone suplex, took the roof of the place. Like everyone went mad again. Um, and it was when he went to hit the red rum um, or lock in the red rum, should I say, um, Joe um, counted it, got the coquina clutch. 
and um, you know, put him out of his misery. I was the referee did the one, two, three with the arm. I feel they're a bit inconsistent with that because in recent times it's literally just one. It's been done. Yeah. done. Yeah. yeah, so it's like they gave Hook a chance or whatever, but um, yeah, just a small little thing. So Samoa Joe retained, like I said, it was an absolute, it was less than 10 minutes, I think about nine minutes that match. Yeah, absolute sprint, chaos. Um, Hook got what he needed to to look like a, a viable competitor and, and shook Samoa Joe somewhat. Um, and then as as this section was kind of closing off, Joe left with the title, the crowd are saying, Joe, 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 you see Hook goading him into another fight like oh is that all you got is that all you got bro even me i was like joe i beg you get in there and shut up that kid like what the <laughs> hell who, who does he think he is what's he talking about about is that what you got joe went back in there muscle buster um he left the ring again and um yeah as, as i think he was goading him in again um joe was gonna go back and hangman came to came to the save um We'll get to the rest of this segment in a second. What did you think of, of this match? Uh, first of all, before we get to the match, I feel like even though the, like, the builds has only been two weeks, but my word, man. Um, even even b- b- when Dynamite started, we it started with the vignette of like, mm. Hulk. yeah, yeah, Yo, yeah, yeah. It started, I said, I'm gassed. And just the presentation, Hook getting the bat signal, and then just the things you touched on. I, just already this had like a big match feel mm. and the match what i loved about the match is that samoa joe looked like an absolute destroyer like he looked like yeah no i'm champ i'm really i'm really the champion like and hook if you look in the in the grand scheme of things hook didn't do much but those little moments that, you know, that T-bone suplex, that muscle buster moment, it's like, yeah, you're not beating Joe, but you've got heart. Mm. It's, the, it's, the, it's, the most, it's one of the most classic stories we've seen. We've seen it time and time in wrestling, whether it's Taker, Jeff Hardy, whether it's so many times where it's like, you know, cool. You might not win, like, the, the fight, but you've won the respect of the audience and the crowd. And it's safe. To, I mean, this is Hook's best match in AEW, clearly, like, no, no, by yeah, far. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah by but far. I just like I watched this match and I was like, the feeling, the feeling, yeah. real men. Like this, I keep seeing <laughs> on podcast, real men. This is what I want to see. This is the type of main event I want to see. Like, and and this is the thing when you talk about the feeling. It's like this, even though we all knew. There's no way on God's green earth that Hook is winning. But for some reason, we all well, we all watch Dynamite and we're like, mm. I can't wait for this match. Oh, I'm gassed for this match. And the match delivered. And honestly, just like everything, I wouldn't change a thing about that match. And then obviously the spot yeah. at kick out one, we saw how the I think we saw how the audience reacted. And I think the whole story of the match is kind of Hook being defiant throughout. The beginning of the match, the disrespect to Joe in the middle of the match and after the match, Hook is still there. Hook is defiant. Hook doesn't back down from no one, even though he can't win. So, boy, man, I can't, I can't, I'm, I'm going to watch this match again. Like, I'm going to, it's nine minutes, so I can do it. I've got time for it. But when <laughs> I watch this match, 
I literally watched this match in early morning. I watched it on the train to work like this, just fist pumping. Just, <laughs> yeah, man. That was incredible, man. Incredible, incredible. And Joe, Samoa Joe as champion. It yeah. just, it's so, it feels so right. It feels so right. I was Bro, calling I, this I, guy. I, God. Yeah, bruv, I, yeah I, I, I watched this and I thought, wow, so we can book Joe like a champion because, you know, I've seen, apart from maybe TNA, which a lot of people have told me he wasn't a good, like TNA made him a rubbish world champion. Yeah, world um, champion is rubbish, yeah. Ring of Honor, he was, he was, he was decent. NXT again was, was decent. Like, so it's like these big companies that he's had a chance at, he's like they haven't really got it right but this was you know a, a grand opening to his his title defenses and this is what we said if we it's it's almost like the only thing i keep going back to and comparing it is miro when miro was tnt champion if you have these disaster car crash kind of matches fairly fluently even for the next six weeks um, where you can do them back to back of course you know people want story and build and all of that kind of stuff but if the plan is to take the title off him by revolution, then you could give him like at least another two defenses in that time, make him look crazy going in to revolution. And then whatever happens, happens. Um, Navy here in the chat says this match had Undertaker versus Jeff Hardy vibes. It did. It really did. So that, that's someone fighting from underneath to a complete monster. Glody said hook kicking out at one was crazy. Navy said, make yourself famous, kid. Yeah. It it almost feels like they need to do something with Hook now. Yeah. <laughs> you have to now. He's hot again. He's hot yeah. again. He's, do you know what it is? But I've been screaming this year. Put Hook in actual matches. Yeah. Stop putting him in these dumb squashes. Put him in actual matches. But now the yeah. problem... I want to say it's a problem, but now it's like... Who... Yeah, uh, yeah. You, you need to do something with him, but what? Like what? Like who? Like who's there? Like I mean, look, we have talent, but in terms of because I don't want them competing for the. I think my whole thing is I don't like FCW Championship. I just removed that from him completely. I think he should have been yeah. retired. I think that's a yeah. crutch. Um, remove that from him completely, but just have him feud and even credit to Hook. The vignettes he's been doing online on social media, they like of just him. He's talking, he's eating, talking in front of the camera. It's very simple, but it adds. It, it added to the thing. So I would love to see. Obviously, he's preoccupied, but a hook like a, a versus like a Ricky Starks or somebody, where yeah, yeah just or or just someone of that ilk of that upper mid card ilk. Just have hook food with them and the food, and we even saw it last year. It worked with Jungle um, Jack Perry. It worked. Jack Perry. Yeah, he's he's we've we are so far removed from miscellaneous squash matches. Like now, it's he's a wrestler. He can wrestle. Make him wrestle. Like it's no longer a thing of yeah. He's, he's still probably still got stuff to work on potential wise, but this match showed that he's here. He can do his job. Because this isn't yeah, um yeah. this is match is completely different to anything he's done before, where he's selling ninety percent of the time now. Before it was like hook squashes someone, he gets in his offense, no sells everything. This match was no, I'm showing how well rounded I am as a wrestler because I'm selling, I'm telling a story in the match. Yeah, 
Yeah, even like even when you said about the FTW title and it being the crutch, like they can easily do something now at this point where you know maybe we don't see him next week because he's recovering. The week after we yeah. get a vignette of him maybe just returning the FCW title to his dad's mantle or something like that, like let it rest sort of thing. And then it's like, oh, next week, hook is back on Dynamite or whatever. Yeah. Give him a nice little showcase match um, and just keep him warmed up the correct way, like we're saying, away from nice pointless squash matches or whatever. Um, but like I say, that wasn't all. So Hangman made the save. Um, protecting Hook and gave Hook his props and stuff for you know putting on that showing against Joe. As Joe walked up the the entrance, when he turns around, I guess get his flowers from the crowd. He sees Hangman there, rabid looking Hangman that wants a piece of him. He's obviously seen what Hook has just put him through in that match, and he spots Swerve Strickland as well in the crowd watching him. And Hook, uh, sorry, Samoa Joe has this look on his face, like. I'm a champion, and now, as they say, you know, everyone's after you, sort of thing. It's almost like he found himself in the lion's den now, where where he's the piece of meat, and everyone is coming after him, sort of thing. And he had a real look of like, um, yeah, well, like I say, hook, hook is, hook is, uh, gave me a good match. Hangman's there, Hangman's crazy, and Swerve is looking on, and he beat the guy that looks crazy in Hangman. So it's just like. There's I'm nowhere to run, corner. sort of thing. He's backed yeah. into a corner. Thank you. Like, um, so yeah, I'm I'm sure, like we said, if we're gonna get this title change at revolution, the title defenses along the way may not be amongst any one of these guys along the way. But yeah, this this is I guess how to do a short title run, like oh. very, very well. And I loved it because again, I feel this the subtlety, like you said, like all Samoa Joe had to do is give you a look, and mm. we saw, and just even just just seeing like the champion being backed into a corner. This is what a title picture looks like. Man, the, I've always said this: the title is the most important thing in the world. Everybody yeah. should want a piece. Joe just finished a match with Hook. I can't rest. Why? I got two guys gunning for my position. And I'm nervous about it. I'm not mm. safe. Nobody is safe. It's lonely at the top. This is what a world championship picture should look like. And yes, it's only cool. Could the could the feud um deteriorate? Sure. Well, fair enough. But I can only go off what I'm seeing right now. I love it. Yeah. I love it. This I love it. This is what I want to see. And if Joe has a short but impactful reign, I'm happy. Because this is what this is what Joe should have been doing for the last decade. For the last decade, this He's is been what, undersold, man. He's been this is what massively undersold. Doing. Just have him there. Doesn't need to be your longest reigning world champion. Doesn't need to, you know, main event the WrestleManias of the world. That's not what we're here for. But that's that's not what Joe may is here for in this stage of his career. But someone who can be a respectable champion. I go back to his WWE because that's where he came from. I look at the match with Brock Lesnar, the multiple matches with AJ Styles. Just Joe, Samoa Joe was always the guy in WWE. He could talk, and we even said this in AEW before he won the title. 
He can talk a good game, never backs it up. <laughs> Talks a great game, never backs it up. So but now true. we're seeing what happens when you give him the position to back. Listen, oh, I'm, oh, I'm so happy, man. I'm so happy. Um, like, yeah. to the point where obviously I want Swerve to win because before it was like, okay, Joe's gonna now, yeah, Joe, I'm not viewing Joe as a transitional champion, he's a champion, yeah. It's, yeah. Not, it's not, it's not interim, it's not transitional, he is champion, maybe a short champion, but he is champion. Mm. That's it, that's it. I can't um, lie, if 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 um, like the especially the way they booked this match, like. It may get repetitive. I may, I may get bored. I'm just speaking in the moment in it. But if they continue to kind of give him these kind of sprints of just absolute chaos, um, showing his dominance and stuff against people they can build and at least make us put on a good show like Hook did, mm. um, potentially, I don't, I don't need Swerve to win the title at Revolution. If, if it continues to be interesting and they push it back, even if it's a bit, a bit, push it back to uh, double or nothing. I can, I can wait Mex. because I've waited for this. I've waited for Samoa Joe to be the, at the very, very top of you know a real company. Like, yeah. and I, I, I now want to see the fruits of the labor yes. of what I've waited. Like, don't get me wrong. Like, even that's why I'm even at Revolution. Like, if Swerve wins, I'm fine with it. I'm not complaining. But if Samoa Joe comes out of that match and obviously the trajectory is on the up as it is now, I'm not I'm complaining. Cool. I'm not yeah. complaining. So long as Swerve doesn't maybe take the pin or lose to what Samoa I'm not complaining because I'm looking at Samoa Joe and I'm like, I'm not ready for this to end. I want yeah. to see more. <laughs> I want to see more. I want to see you face. There's other guys on the roster you can face off against. I want to see it more. Yeah. And he, oh, just bro, and 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 we we've gotten like a glimpse of like, and the thing I love about Joe is that he's an amazing promo as well. Yeah. So there's my like it's complete. He can do it. Nah, but I'm so I'm gonna get angry at TNA. I'm gonna get angry <laughs> at all of these companies for denying me what I've been deserving for a decade. Literally. Oh. The ish that man's gonna come out and talk next week, oh, ladies yeah. and gentlemen. My name is Samoa Joe, and I just put away my man, and oh, it's it's gonna be great. And you're it's still the, gonna have Hangman in the wings, Swerve in the wings, watching him like it's, it's crazy. A, this is what you call a title pit, and then we've got William Osprey on the way on on route on, on, on route. I can't lie to you. Ah, Swerve, no, Swerve needs to win the title this year. But yeah. we'll see what he does next year. But I can't lie. Maybe Revolution's a bit early. Hold, just, just hold till, till double or nothing. Let me just see. Let it play out. Let it play yeah, out. Yeah. Let, Let it play, it play out. out. Yeah, man. This was very, very good. And, you know, like we're saying, we're only three weeks into the the new year. We've got a new champion. It feels new. It feels fresh. The the competitors around the, the title, although, you know, some may have been there like Hangman, it's almost like a different persona with Hangman. Um, just it just feels really, really the good. Mustache, and, um, it's added to it. That's the, the mustache. Yeah. <laughs> he looks different. Yeah, it, it's he looks like Magnum TA. I can't unsee it. Like he just, <laughs> yeah, but, like he's he's become 
he's still cutting promos, but it's almost like he's short and sharp with it. Like, yeah. I don't need to type before his hangman and his his long, um, very good drawn out promos talking about his life and as always, I'm a victim and everything I've been through, blah blah blah. Now it's just like, where's the bread? Where's the championship? Let me get there. I don't care. Like for him to say, like, I don't care if Swerve has been pinning me. I don't need to you know um beat swerve to become world champion he literally just yeah. dismissed swerve completely like i'm focused on the title swerve has obviously said on his show as well i'm focused on the title and like you said this is how the biggest prize should be treated so um yeah they're doing some absolutely great stuff and um i guess the negative the con if there is is that it's six weeks to the to the pay-per-view like we've got a, still a very long way to go but if they've yeah. started the year on this trajectory that they're on then we're in for a spectacular year honestly we are with AEW. yeah but yeah guys that um brings to brings to an end our show obviously you can see we're very hype about dynamite this past week and um yeah looking forward to what it brings obviously rampage collision or on the weekend and that um Please, if you haven't already, hit the like button, hit the subscribe button as well. Uh, make sure you're following us. If you want to talk more wrestling with us, become a channel member. Come into the Discord where you can talk about Dynamite live as it's happening if you're watching live as well or the aftermath and stuff as well. NK, any last bits before we sign off today? Yeah, make sure, you know, you check out, um, you know, Restings. We've got a bunch of different content coming out. You know, oh uh, yeah, we've got some... We've got, we've got some stuff cooking, man. We've been cooking in the lab. We've got some stuff for you. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But in regards to AEW, I can't like, the feeling, the feeling. <laughs> oh, and you know is I've waited till revolution. I need to see this full building, this totality. If we get yeah. to revolution, still on the gas, then, then we're fully back. But we're yeah. loading. But we're loading. I'm, I'm yes, not ready yes. to say we're fully back here, but we're loading. Stuff is yeah. happening. Enough has happened from the back end of last year to see yeah. that we're definitely in the right direction. The, yeah. the the direction of the ship is back as to where it needs to be going. Um, and even with the, the Bucks saying it as, as bluntly as they have, that we kind of, you know, lost our way, but we're bringing it back. Yeah, I'm here for all of it, man. So, yeah, man, big up everyone that's joined live. Big up everyone that's going to watch it back. This is Revolution Radio, and we'll be here same time next week. See you later.